Welcome to Mind Over Matter with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. I share stories of insight, personal experience, ways in which I and others have overcome obstacles, and the importance of perseverance. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am thrilled to have you here on my podcast, tuning in weekly as I share two episodes with you. My goal through this podcast is to inspire and empower as well as motivate you to move forward in life. I also provide one-on-one coaching, so if that's something you're interested in, listen all the way to the end for ways to connect with me. Welcome to episode number 147. This week we're touching on something we haven't talked about before, and that's dark days like suicide and finding purpose and life's meaning. Welcome to this week's podcast episode. I've brought on Matt Beans. Matt, welcome. Hello. Thank you. How are you? Good. I think you actually might be my youngest guest. Probably. Um, I actually had to ask my girlfriend how old I was this morning. I, I forgot if I was 23 or 24 and it turns out I'm 23. So. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but give the listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? So I currently live in Phoenix and I work as a loan officer. Um, but I'm working on, and what I'm kind of working on within the loan business is the next step for the loan business. Because so I see it as very archaic, uh, just the marketing strategies and everything. So um, I've been on lockdown for the last week trying to figure out my strategy. And last night I couldn't sleep because right when I went to bed, it hit me. And so I'm super pumped up right now. So, I mean, that's pretty cool to go about that. And I, I would agree, not only is maybe that stuff archaic, but maybe our education system and a lot of things that just need a revamp. What, mm-hmm. what even gave you the drive to want to do that? Um, I really enjoy and I, find, I get a lot of fulfillment on solving like really complicated things when I was younger, it was puzzles and chess and, you know, just kind of nerdy. But um. I don't know, just like I was so I grew up in high school and then took some welding classes, ended up working in like the welding field and I would work night shift. I got paid extra for night shift, but I had so much time to read about sales and business, decided to take the leap, had the opportunity to get licensed as a loan officer. Now being in the loan business, 100% self gen business, um, figuring out what's not happening that needs to happen has kind of been my obsession. And so I really buckled down over the last week or two and it hit me last night and it might work. I don't know. Who knows? So where do you think, where does this inner drive come from for you to want to excel and find new ways and to be curious and to research? So I think that it comes from the fear of going back to my darkest days. And I'll give you some backstory on that. Um, When I was 13, my mom told me we were sitting there and she says, Matt, I need to tell you something. I said, cool, what's up? Um, I have a very close relationship with my mom. And she says, "Uh, he's not your real dad. And I was like, what do you mean? And she told me, long story short, she told me that she was molested for 11 years and I was a product of that. And so I went to a very dark place for about a year, year and a half at 13, 14 years old, um, held a gun to my head twice and, you know, contemplating suicide because I took the, the, the mindset and the viewpoint, and this is why I'm so huge on mindset and viewpoint and psychology and perspective 
Um, I took on the negative one of you're an accident. You have no purpose here. You shouldn't be here. And so that took me to a very dark place. And now it's almost, it's not even like my desire and hunger for success, which I do want. It's my fear of going back to that place. Going back to the fear and the doubt. And is that what you mean? Absolutely. Like just a horrible spot. And as far as like the mind goes and, yeah. I find a lot of fulfillment in, in, in forward progress and learning, exercising, um, you know, constantly working to be either more intelligent or take something to the next step. Just always going forward. Yeah. Well, and this is something I've actually never had a guest share on, you know, Mind Over Matter is all about the suicide. And I think it's something that a lot of people don't want to talk about because it's uncomfortable. But I think a lot of people, and especially we've seen celebs do it, but a lot of people experience really dark places. And, and so, you know, if you could give some light to somebody maybe experiencing that dark place, what is that? My message to somebody in that dark place that is either being bullied, overweight, failing in business, just going through a divorce, lost a child, whatever is causing that dark place is you're still here. You still have a purpose. You're on this earth because you were created. You have like one in a trillion chances of being a human. And to be on this earth today with breath in your lungs and a heartbeat in your chest you have a purpose. If you didn't have a purpose, you wouldn't be here. But like a, a teenage boy, he's not going to think that. And for you, do you think it was your, you, you had this identity of this man being your father all these years and then he wasn't. So mm-hmm. like a, a teenage boy maybe can't comprehend all that. For me, that was the worst. And I didn't really re- get understand what that purpose was for a long time. And actually, you know, to, I guess to go a little bit deeper is when I was young, probably at like eight or nine, um, my parents were divorced, which is why I took it so hard because going to my dad's house was like very, he was Marine, like very hardcore and like a lot of like mental games and physical games. But um, I got so mad at him one day. And I was like, I'm going to kill myself because you were yelling and screaming. My mom drove 45 minutes, picked me up, sat me on, on my bed at her house and said, Matt, mind you, my mom's like everything to me, you know, when you're eight or nine years old, she said, Matt, if you do that, I'm never going to be able to hug you again. And I was like, like that hits you pretty hard when you're eight or nine years old. And so for me, I was fortunate enough to have that memory now, moving forward, fast forward 10 years when I'm or eight or nine years, when I'm 20, 22, somewhere in there, um, you know, I was talking with my mom about it. And she says, Matt, if you weren't born because of that, I would have killed myself. She's like, knowing that I had to take care of you and lead you and help you develop and become a good human being was my purpose. And so in that moment, it was like, wow, for the last 10 years, I've been living with this purpose that I didn't even know about. Yeah. And then what you shared with me is, is one of those dark times when you were holding a gun, you remembered your mom saying, if you weren't here anymore, I wouldn't be able to hug you. And that's what made you set it down. Yeah, absolutely. But, and then you shared with me that you, um, something that you're really driven or fulfilled by is giving hope to those that don't have hope. 
Absolutely. So give me an example. What have, what does that mean to you? What have you done? Um, for, and I, I really need to get back to this. I've actually, we just moved to Phoenix. So I'm not like super rooted here. Um, we've been here for two years, but it's been you know, working all the time is growing up. I was in youth group. And then for a summer, I went and worked as um, a youth counselor at a, at a camp. And one of my favorite kids there, this is just a testimony to like, you know, what I've done and how I pursue that or have pursued that in the past is there's this kid there and he, he was the only kid we ever had to like call his parents and send him home. But he was overweight, uh, kind of mean to the other kids. But it was because he was res- responding in a negative way to bullying and, and being adopted and all of that. And I've never been adopted, but my dad, who I thought was my dad, knew when I was like five that I wasn't his real son, but he chose to love me and care for me and, you know, raise me. And so in my mind, it's not like, like he had the choice. He could have said, oh, he's not my son. I don't want to raise him, but he chose to do that. And so just sharing that with this kid, um, I like to think that I had a positive impact on him when he's sitting there crying and, you know, I just speak belief into him. Um, and there are just other stories in my life with people close to me who a week after I met them, they attempted suicide and they opened up to me about it and, you know, just speaking belief into them. Well, and I think for this little boy at, at the summer camp, maybe, and obviously I'm not him, I don't know, but maybe he just felt abandoned and not worthy and all these terrible thoughts. But the fact is, so that's something you can focus on. It's perspective, right? Or you can focus on this family chose to adopt me. Like they chose me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I love about the name of your podcast, Mind Over Matter, is because this is all a mindset. It's all how you look at things. Yeah. And once you shift that mindset or develop it, then, I mean, your whole world changes. Well, and something else you shared with me when we talked previously from your experiences was that um, you've become like the calm in the storm. Yeah, absolutely. What, what do you mean by that? So I like to focus on things that I can control. If I can't control it, I don't let it affect me. If something bad happens that I can't control... It's like, okay, well, how do we get around it, over it, through it, under it, over it, whatever. And so just, it it takes a lot of practice to understand what you can and can't control. And that the one thing that you are in control of is your response to situations. You can't control who gets cancer. You can't control who gets hired, who gets fired. Typically, I mean, if you're a boss or manager, you can, but Sometimes you can't, you just can't control these things. You can't control if there's an accident on the I-10 when you're going to work. If the person behind you decides to to rear-end you because they're texting, you can't control these things, but you can control how you respond to them. And that speaks volumes over what's going to happen. Yeah. I think that's a very valid point because so many people get wrapped up in and traffic is a great example, right? There's not a damned thing you can do. You're sitting in traffic. It just happens to be. So it's make the best of it. 
turn on a podcast, make that phone call and connect with somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Like I, yeah. I used to have a real shitty commute and I hated it like an hour each way. So I would, I would get up and go to the gym at like 5am and I'd go to the gym after work. And so in the days that I would drive in traffic, I literally played a mind game with myself. Sometimes I would actually wave, but I would just think to myself, look at all these people that I, I get to be around and I couldn't have otherwise without this traffic. Yeah. So it's just a, it's a mind game, right? And, and I guess <clears throat> it really is a choice of, well, do I want to be pissed off, cranky and angry or do I want to make the best of it? Yeah. And I would say that those emotions, the pissed off, angry, cranky, mad, whatever, or happiness, excited, stoked, joyful, you know, all of those, that's your, like, that's your soul speaking to you and saying something's not right, either something's not right or something is right. And if you don't like the way that you respond to, to a certain situation, ask yourself one, why am I responding this way? And two, does it even matter? Uh, Cause if yeah. it doesn't, if it doesn't matter, if it's not something that's like going to kill you or going to put your family in danger, like, it doesn't matter that much. Like don't give it so much attention. Right. And I think what you're kind of touching on is realizing your triggers. So yeah, what makes you impatient or aggressive or realize your triggers and then step back and ask yourself questions. So you no longer have to experience these things. Yeah. Awesome. And then either figure figure out a new response to that trigger or avoid it. And I, I know I asked you this previously, and I think it's something that you're still discovering, but what do you think the silver lining is from your life experience? Because it's unique to some people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely still, still, I call it experimenting with that. My friends give me such a hard time on, Matt, you're constantly changing your mind because from an outsider's perspective, I am. I'm, you know, one, one day I'm, welding and building things and working on cars and all this stuff. The next week I'm spearfishing and, and free diving and going on trips to the ocean. And the next week I'm rock climbing and trying out racing go-karts, but it's all coming from a place like at a young age where I went through what I believe is a lot of life experience, but now figure now, now like almost rewiring my brain and putting myself purposefully in different situations, both that I think I'm going to enjoy and that I don't think I'm going to enjoy. I purposefully put myself in both to see like in the, in the moment, how do I like this? Like, is this what I thought it was going to be? Do I like these people? Like, do I enjoy the reward of what I'm about to do or what I'm doing? Yeah. Well, and good for you. One busting outside your comfort zone, because I'm all about that, but you're putting yourself in situations to experience growth. And so mm -hmm. those people that are questioning, what are you doing? You seem all over the place. Those people might, you know, they're just, they're stagnant. They're content with just routine. And so good for you to, so keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback on that too. With when you get feedback like that from people, look at where they're at. And if they're not where you're, you want to be or where you're going, this is how much, attention you should give their opinion yeah and right? for those listening you're saying zero zero yeah like and different you can respect different people in different ways there are certain people that i would go to for business advice and like hey how do i do this what should i do here 
but I would not go to them for marriage advice or relationship advice. Like if they said something to me about business or something, I'm probably going to take it pretty heavily. But if they're like, Hey, you're, you're treating that girl wrong. Okay. Well, like you've been through, like you're going through divorce right now. Like, I mean, like I might listen a little bit, but I'm not going to go to you and say, Hey, what should I do? Because obviously you weren't successful at that. And that's not what I want in my life. Yeah. Well, and on that note, actually somebody who's divorced, I I hate to judge them because it's kind of like, well, maybe they went through this relationship, learned a ton, learned how to do things better in the next one. But I think a more fair example in, in your analogy is I would never take advice from an overweight personal trainer. No. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to take marriage (laughs) advice from somebody who's always been single. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Awesome. So what is one major takeaway you want listeners to get from, you know, whether they're in a dark place or just overcoming obstacles, knowing perspective is everything. Figure out what you're grateful for. That's what I would say. Figure out what you're grateful for. I don't care if you're grateful for the pillow between your knees when you're sleeping. So your knees don't touch. I don't care if you're grateful that your grandma is still here because, and she battled cancer and she, you still get like another day with her, like whatever, how simple or extreme that gratitude seems, it is absolutely vital to being in the right frame of mind. Yes. One of my favorite quotes on that is actually gratitude is the best attitude. A hundred percent. That's awesome. I have a couple of rapid fire questions I would like to ask you to wrap up this interview. And the first one is what is a quote or motto that you live by? Quote or motto failure to prepare is preparing to fail. Oh, have you learned that the hard way? Both the hard way and the easy way examples of both for sure. Okay. Awesome. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Highly recommend. So right now I'm reading Scientific Advertising by Claude C. Hopkins. I'm also reading the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. Um, A book that I highly recommend, The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Why? Because that will, I, for me, that was like, this is what your actual potential is. Like, you are capable of so much more than you think you are. There are a lot of authors that, that write in that sense, but that was the one that like resonated most with me. I recently read Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Yep. Um, he takes a more physical approach to it. And he reading that book will blow your mind on the maximum of human potential. And that one I recommend listening to on Audible because it's kind of a, it's a, it's a podcast slash audio version of the book. So after each chapter, him and then the guy reading the book, David Goggins and then the guy reading the book, actually do like a Q&A like this where David actually goes deeper into some of the stories and get, gives you a few things that aren't in the book. Interesting, because I actually I finished reading that book in the last couple of weeks, and I have heard that about the Audible version. What I love about, especially in this realm, Mind Over Matter, what I love about David Goggins is he has been able to it really is 80% psychology, 20% mechanics. The things that that man has achieved are phenomenal. What is, what is hard for me to understand from him 
he, so he, and he refers to himself as a masochist, but a masochist is someone who enjoys pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's because of his upbringing and, and all the things he went through and the abusive father and whatever, that he is just so used to pain and suffering. He continues to do that to himself. And so I think with any author, any part, whatever you take, what resonates, you leave the rest. Absolutely. The, actually, the number one thing, believe this or not, the number one thing I took from him was the importance of stretching. Oh, at the end. Yeah, because, um, and I would say this for anybody that's out of shape. Like if you're like, oh, I need to get to the gym. Before you go to the gym or after you go to the gym, instead of going to the gym for an hour, go to the gym for 30 minutes, and stretch for 30 minutes. Because that stretching is going to give you that feeling of freedom. Yeah. Agreed. And, and for me, yoga is actually the one piece of exercise that I'm able to meditation. I, I, I do, I practice it, but it's difficult for me to shut off my mind because I'm so creative or I'm thinking about my to-do list. So yoga is where I can literally Zen out and I'm present and I enjoy the, this. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So if you can do yoga, definitely. I agree. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Final question for you. What advice would you give your younger self? My younger self? Take, take, I mean, I'm 23. still so think I'm young. But still. If I were to give my 13-year-old self more advice, I would say take more risk. Ah. Just Why? Because there are things that I look back on that I didn't do because people, um, just the influence of other people. And now I look at those people in my life and like, I would never take that advice from them. Yeah. Like if you, if you have this idea and somebody says it's crazy, it's probably a good idea that you should deal. Do it. Yes. I, and I love what you're saying is don't let other people's fears and doubts and their own limiting beliefs to hold you back. Yeah. Now take them with a grain of salt. Like definitely listen to them. Like what could go wrong? My, actually, my old boss he, from the welding inspection, he asked me probably six months ago, he says, Matt, you do a lot of crazy stuff like with your body and Tough mutters and skydiving and all this stuff. He's like, as you get older, like, do you, are you more apprehensive to do it because of the out, like you're more aware of the outcome, like how you can get hurt? And I said, no, I'm more aware of the outcome. Like I definitely think it through more. Like if I'm going to jump off of a roof onto a trampoline into a pool, I'm more aware of the outcome. Like I might break my ankle doing this. Like I'm aware of it, but it doesn't stop me. Yeah. And so you just have to understand your level of risk that you're willing to take. So when somebody says, Hey, don't do that. It's a bad idea because listen to why it's a bad idea. And then ask yourself, if that's true, am I still willing to do this? That's a great piece of advice and awesome note to end on. Matt, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your story. You got it. Thanks, Heather. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. To connect with me further, you can find me on Facebook, Heather Hakes. I am also on Instagram as Heather.Hakes. And I even have a YouTube channel. Guess what? Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>